0: With Ryan Reese. This is live with Ryan Reese. Call now 188-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: toy scared right now. <laughs> what We're live so right about? now, oh, yeah. and my niece is telling me to pull one of her teeth out. Yes. Did well, you get the, it? the How- story
2: is, is that realistically, is that I think Uncle Ryan has pu- almost pulled every tooth out of my kid's mouth.
1: <laughs> I, that is true. I, yeah, I so, pulled out a lot, of, a lot of teeth.
2: Ireland, yeah. So, but I
1: don't know. Do you want to just do this right now,
2: live? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm let's scared. Just,
2: it's gonna it's gonna save me some money me in the in the long run with uh, the let, dentist. Let me
1: see. Hold on. let me see if it's loose.
2: Let's see. But this is up. the problem with
1: what? this tooth. This tooth is cut into two. <laughs> I
0: know. So one that?
1: one half of it. Are 50%, you part Wolverine
0: or something?
1: <laughs> show Sean before this happens. Go over that. <laughs> so half this tooth is in there like with concrete, and this other tooth is. Oh man. It's like
0: broke. <laughs> it's like 50-50. That's why I'm nervous.
1: Well,
2: just, just Let's just try it sh- once. Just try once. Get a
0: string, slam the door, <laughs> or pull right out. No problem. Let me yeah. just see if I can get. Let me see if I can get a grip. Yeah, Hold
2: see on, if you get, get a grip with this tooth.
0: If you're tuning in right now, Ryan is trying to be uh, <laughs> the dentist he has always desired to be. Yeah. Trying to pull oh, oh, Ireland's tooth I think he out. I got
2: it! He got it! <laughs>
0: you get I it? Did it. <laughs> he did it! He
2: did it! He pulled out the tooth. Listen, how do it feel?
0: Any blood? Let's, Let's see. Wait, Let's see is that your new tooth?
2: Yes.
0: Oh, the other tooth was her new tooth.
2: Yes. Oh, shoot. Come here, Ireland. Let's
1: see.
0: Mission accomplished. <laughs> Mission Hold
1: accomplished. this and you'll get a yeah. dollar from the
0: tooth fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at See? Look at that. I can't believe it. We got it. We pulled the tooth live
1: on the <laughs> air. <laughs> live on the air. We pulled the tooth. Woo! Okay. That was freaking doing? me out, you guys. I thought there was one tooth cut in half. That was the new tooth coming in.
2: So part of it broke off and that part wouldn't come out Oh my goodness! and you got it out oh man i need to send all my kids to you now (laughs) Um,
1: well if this whole radio thing doesn't work out i'm gonna be a dentist
2: exactly you missed your calling
1: (laughs) amazing amazing well that was awesome that was a good experience for me and uh hey if you got two uh teeth that are loose why don't you give us a call come down here we'll just get them all out for you guys today that's what we'll dedicate this next hour to pulling Pulling teeth well, let's give the number out. We want to take your calls. More on a serious note, this show is obviously a good time, but we do like to take calls and address uh, life. Life, life is amazing. Life is crazy sometimes. Uh, there's highs. There's lows. Um, yeah, and sometimes we need to get you know uh, not only some advice but some uh, godly counsel, and uh, we'll just. We'll just give it to you from the scriptures, and hopefully it can help you in the situation that you're in right now. I know a lot of people are driving. It's Saturday night. I know if I wasn't in this radio in this studio and I didn't have triplets at home, I'd be driving to L.A. or somewhere to go to a concert or do something. And, uh, you know, when you're in these situations, I mean, how many times, Sean, Melinda – can we think of when we used to, when we were younger when we'd be driving to LA? Maybe not even younger. Maybe just like you know, years ago, eight years ago, some less than others. But driving to LA, and you know that you should be walking with God. You should be a disciple. You should be following Him. But you know you're about to get yourself into who knows, or so maybe you right. don't even know the the length of what you're about to get yourself into on a Saturday or on a Saturday night, night. But you got a good idea.
0: Oh yeah. And go
1: go for it. No, and and that's the whole thing is like, you know, as I've been just uh, reading through uh, John 12, you know, Jesus is addressing uh, his disciples and other people around him. And he's just saying like, man, if you guys want to be my follower, first he says, the hour has come that I'm going to basically be glorified. Mm-hmm. And we know that that means that he's on the way to the cross. Mm. Right. And he's on the way to the cross. And he goes on to say, basically, you know, in short, he's like, if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give, give up your life for my sake, you're going to save it for eternity. Right. And basically, he's just telling him, you know, to be a disciple. And if, you know, if you try to hang on to your life, and maybe that's what I was kind of alluding to is that life, that life that's outside of a relationship with God, you're going to lose it. And maybe you are driving right now down the street to go out to do something that has nothing to do with God. It's actually pulling you away from a relationship with him. It's taking you farther from him. Hmm. Don't do it. Don't fall into it. No, life is too short. And the only thing that matters on this life is the Lord and it's not about like having this relationship with God and your life being boring, dude, my life is exciting mm. these guys right. girls in the studio our lives are exciting we're still going out to concerts we're still being involved with art with music uh we're Whatever going to it church is that you're
2: involved in besides you know something not sinful, you can still do and still enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that I gave up when I came to Christ was drugs and alcohol. But you know what I'm saying? But you just do other things and then you –
0: Yeah, now I don't have to wake up on my own throat anymore. (laughs) I don't have to have hangovers. I don't need to be in a jail cell having a DUI again. How much much more money do you have? Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: That
2: is true. Okay,
1: hey, how much would it cost you to go out? Let's, you know, because there's people that are driving that are going to go do this right now. Right. You go out on a night on the town to party on a Saturday night. How much money are you going to drop and
0: how are you going to drop it? It depends what kind of lifestyle you're using. Okay. Back in the day with us. Let's just talk
1: about going out and drinking with the boys, hanging out. Right.
0: Oh, you you, you spend girls. hundreds of dollars at times. I mean, <laughs> yeah. as you go, just like just like nothing. You know, I remember working on construction site, working all week, and then Friday comes, and you you're just forking out a bunch of money. You think like you're a rock star, or whatever. Money's going out like like water at the bar. If you do drugs, you do spend more money, and before you know it, you wake up Monday you're like I just got to work so I can party, and it just it continues to drain out. And I think a lot of and, people and, live that up, lifestyle. And
1: thousands oh. and thousands of dollars. That's just without you getting DUIs, which everyone get. Right. We, all of our friends, we've all had several DUIs. Yep. Add up the hundreds of thousands of dollars there, plus oh, yeah. you know court fees and other it's stupid stuff. It's not worth
0: it. It's not worth it at all.
1: Yeah. Right. So basically- don't do it. God has a plan for you. Maybe you're even driving out to the to the club right now because you're like, yo, I'm gonna find my wife, then I'm gonna take her to church, <laughs> and I'm gonna do missionary dating. Yep. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna find her in a bar, right. then I'm gonna take her to church, lead her to the <laughs> Lord, and then I'm gonna get married. That don't work. No. It does not work. Once in a while that will work, but I can tell you right now, my story, that did not work, and I tried that several times. Mm-hmm. Sean, Melinda,
2: yep. Yep.
1: no go. God created you for a purpose. He has a plan for you. And uh And really shoot. you
2: don't even have to look for your mate. The Lord brings you yeah. that person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not like you're always on the hunt. It's like, you know what? If you are in the Lord's will and you're doing what God's called you to do, that person's gonna show up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't have to be like, Oh wait, what about that person? Oh maybe that person. You, you know, know
0: I've always said too, it's like Becoming sober is just like a byproduct of me coming to the Lord. That wasn't the the main thing. Maybe at the beginning, it's like I knew I needed to get sober and stuff. But that hasn't been the thing that has kept me. I'm like, oh man, I better walk with the Lord so I stay sober. That that's never been the key. Right. Like I I've really never counted how long I ha- didn't do drugs or didn't do alcohol because my life changed in such a better way. Like I had so much peace, I had joy, I had direction, I had purpose, and that's what it comes down to, right? And you're you're breaking down. Um, You have more fun today or your life has is is exciting. It's because life is to be exciting. Like as far as um, there's so many things that we can do. Each one of our lives, we're individuals and God places here on this earth for a purpose. And when you find your purpose for why you were created, everything's going to flow in your life. You're going to have testings. You're going to have trials, but that's okay. As you grow in a relationship with the Lord, you see that that's part of the program. You Mm -hmm. you see it in Abraham and all these characters Mm -hmm. of the Old Testament that got called to walk by faith. I was teaching on Abraham last night. Abraham came from um, a pagan society. And God's like, I'm going to use you. You follow me. You leave everything that you're all your comfort zone, and I want to take you on this journey. And God took Abraham on a journey with mistakes that Abraham definitely made, um, but his life is a testimony of a man that put his faith and trust in God, and that could be your testimony. Well, you know, you're going out to the bar like Ryan was saying, or, or maybe you find yourself in a place of desperation and hopelessness. You don't think you're going to make it through what you're facing right now. This could be a moment, as you call out to the Lord, that where he could radically change the direction of your life as you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll lift you up and he'll direct your paths. We're going to be talking a lot of stuff. We have questions and content that's been coming in. We want to hear from you as well. You can call in at any time at 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. We also have a, a, the, the live on Ryan's um, Facebook going on right now. You can post your comments there on any of our social medias at Melinda Reese, at mine, Sean McKeon, and all Ryan's social medias to build up content and questions that you might have. I want
2: to read this scripture. It says, then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of the light.
0: Mm. Meaning,
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're in Christ, you have light. But when you're in darkness, you don't know where you're going. You're stumbling through life. You don't know what... Anything is, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to do whatever it takes to fulfill that void. Cause we all have a void until we come to Christ and Here's, whatever it, that void is.
1: Try this, go to someone's house that you've never been into at, at midnight when it's dark with no lights on, they just blindfold you. They take you into the house, they drop you off, they take the blindfold off, you're in pitch dark. Try and find out and see where to go. You wouldn't know where you're going. You're tripping over furniture. You can't find the door. If it's pitch black, you don't know what's going on. That's a perfect example of what Jesus is saying. When you're in this world and you don't have Christ because he is the light of the world, then you are walking through this world in darkness. Mm. Well, I don't know if I should get this job. I don't know if I should go to college. I don't know if these are all the questions you ask. I don't know if this is the right one to marry You know, all these different questions, no duh, because you're walking through this world in darkness. But Jesus said he is the light of the world. When you have him, you don't have to walk in darkness because you are children, a child of the Lord. That's That's amazing.
0: That's right. right.
1: I mean, that's a perfect illustration of where you're at. I mean, Mm -hmm. we look at our lives in the past Mm -hmm. and – you're walking through the dark you don't you don't know you're just yeah, living no, for know. each moment but it's all about this eternal plan like you were saying when you go through sometimes you go through these trials and tribulations but when you go through it as Christians, as believers, we know that all things work together for good for those that love Christ according to His purpose. Right. So sometimes we just got to hunker down, as my wife would say. <laughs> I was like, "Hunker? What's that?" So I throw it out there. I throw it out there just to be cute. You know? uh, sometimes we got to hunker A crystallism. down. We got yeah. We got to just uh, get down to the nitty gritty and basically hold fast. We got mm-hmm. We got to have courage. We got to hold fast and just let the storm run its course. And just know that on f- on the flip side, on the other side, that God's working it out for His purpose. That's it, and that's it. So hey, you're driving. You want to actually uh, tune in and actually see us live? We got two dog faces, and we got one cute face over here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Melinda. But you could uh, you can watch us live at Ryan Reese dot com. You can watch the live webcast. So yeah, uh, we got calls coming in right now, and my computer screen just turned off. There so we go. Well, let's take this question. All right, let's do it. Yeah, okay.
2: So we have a question, and um, he's talking about how he spent two years at Calvary Chapel Bible College in Marietta, then he went to the Coast Guard, and um, the roots, he was uh, past drinking and porn, used to set those roots deep while he was stationed in Arkansas, and then he went into rehab, but then never dealt with the porn. So he went into rehab, dealt with his drugs, and dealt with drinking and all that, but never really dealt with his porn. And then he went through a divorce, and now he's stationed in San Francisco, and he's isolated himself and had a hard time getting plugged in. He feels stuck, and he's prayed for years for the Lord to help him. So basically, he's asking, how does he get over his porn? Because he's isolated. He doesn't have any fellowship. He's not, you know— dealing with any other Christians and so he feels helpless and he's trying to get plugged in but he's having a hard time getting plugged in. There's
1: three things that we could talk about on, on this thing. First of all it, he says that he got divorced. He never dealt with the porn problem. That is a huge problem in many relationships. Sean yeah. counsels oh, yeah. with a lot of people. I'm sure you talked to a lot of people too Melinda. Mm-hmm. I keep calling you Monet for some reason. I know. <laughs> Sorry Monet. Um, but porn will lead to divorce because what's going on is This is what people don't think about. They're like, oh, yeah. You know, when you're not a Christian, like, oh, yeah, my husband could watch porn. I don't care. You know, whatever. My girlfriend. This is what's going on. When you're allowing your husband to watch porn, he is now fantasizing and having sex with whatever's on that screen, which is not you. Right. Mm -hmm. And not only like a girl, but how many girls a night? (laughs) You know, you're watching on porn. Different uh, girls. So now his mind is completely filled with having sex with other women so now as you're the wife you know when, when the way god created it is one man one woman so you you see her he, she sees you and that's 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 your that's what your that's who you're having sex with that's your i don't know the word I'm looking for your fantasy or what right. I don't know that's your that's right. your mate. Yeah. that That's your sex world, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. But the
2: worst part is, is that once you're watching porn and you're watching all these acts that are being done that mm-hmm. really are fantasy land. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, the statistics the, say that these girls are like on drugs and they get hurt. Yeah, whole exactly. Yeah.
2: But then after you watch it, then when you sleep with your wife, you want her to do those crazy things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like your mind is skewed and all screwed up. Mm-hmm. And so you want her to do those things. And then when she doesn't, then all of a sudden, that problem sets in because now you want that, and the normal way that God created it is not enough for you.
1: Right. Okay. So check this out. Yes. Uh, Paul Gomez, you know Paul? Yes. And Stephanie. Yes. So they were. Oh yeah, you know them. So they are basically at a comedy club, mm-hmm. and uh, some people came to sit, or they're at a concert or something. But they came to these people came to sit down at the table, and during this event. This is not a non. This is a non-Christian event. Just some random people came over to sit with them, and next thing you know, like some like argument turns out, and they start like cussing back and forth, you know. And Paul and his wife, they're just like, like this is like right at their table, so they're like, right. "What is going on? This is like <laughs> our date night." And these people are like, <laughs> like, literally, like the guy's like, "Come outside, I'm gonna kill you." Like there's this whole turning this whole situation. So like, what is going on? So the guy goes outside, and it turns out that the girl that remains at the table basically looked at them and goes, "My husband." Left me for an Asian woman because he was so he's so big into uh, Asian porn that he left me to go find an Asian girl. So this is not a Christian relationship, right, but, but still, this is a perfect example of what pornography does. Oh, and the perfect
2: example is that it doesn't just affect the Christian. You know what I'm saying? It's wrong all the way around. Yeah, these it, are not. Yeah, that yeah. affects everybody. It's not like oh well, you know, Christians, you know, you shouldn't do that. These are all the rules that Christians shouldn't do. Yeah. It's everybody. Well,
0: the surveys have been coming out even more. There have been many magazines. I don't know if it's Time Magazine or or Newsweek. A couple of them over the last couple of years have done statistic surveys on pornography and saw how it destroys lives. It destroys marriages the way that as we're talking these are statistically has shown itself to be true. And it isn't just the Christian perspective. It is the effects of pornography is like a drug addiction. It destroys your life. It owns you. You know, earlier this morning, I sent Ryan and Melinda a clip of uh, Ted Bundy. Oh, that was and, and, Yeah. And uh-huh. Ted Bundy was uh, a known serial killer, um, killed many, uh, young girls and women, 30, 40, I believe, and maybe even more. They suspected, um, and it all—he said he came from a good family. He actually came from a, a Christian background. Um, his family was good, moral people. Did no drugs, did no alcohol. He didn't do any drugs or any alcohol as well. But what his secret was is that he started dabbling into pornography. And then as he saw a little bit more and a little bit more, the appetite grew stronger and stronger. Then it began to own him. Then he wanted to take it to the next level. As he He sees all this crazy stuff, you know, it hit such a level mm -hmm. and it got more intense. Now what's the next step? Now I need to perform it. Now I need to be able to act it out. And then it got to the level of violence. So he would rape. And then he would he would he would kill these girls. Right. And it was something that owned him. It jacked up his mind. And that's what pornography can do. It can destroy your marriage. It can destroy your perspective. You you do look at women differently or you look at men differently. And it's something that Satan we've talked about this many times. God created sex between a husband and a wife to bring them closer together. Satan takes something that God created, tries to pervert it and now turns it into something that actually destroys right. and pulls apart. And you may be saying, "Well, that was
1: that was Bundy, you know. I mean, he, he you know, he's like a wild man. Well, I can attest to pornography mm-hmm. getting into it, starting soft, you know, and then it started getting more hardcore and more hardcore. It grew, just like the progression of sin. It will grow, and I can attest to that. I mean, you know, Sean, you yep. got into pornography as well. It started off first, you know, with playboy you know and then it just progressed way gnarlier stuff yeah. and then that's where your mind's at and i mean I've, I've told you guys on the air before stories of of kids that were 15 years old got into pornography at a young age and then the progression of it he grew up in the church and then the progression of it over a couple of years next thing you know he was watching uh homosexual porn so this mm. kid I was that. not gay right. became gay through pornography
2: The interesting thing about what Ted Bundy said was, which I want to hope all parents are listening, as he said that his parents were on him. Mm -hmm. They were like, you know, they checked up on him and still this got through his parents. You know what I'm saying? So to think that because you're raising your child in the church and they love the Lord that they are never going to see it or get into it or fall into this. Don't be naive because no. it can happen to anybody. It is
1: so easy. Yes. Especially now with the devices.
0: For sure. You know, yeah, I you mean, have
2: to be on it, like on every device that they're on and looking at everything that they are looking at because you don't know it could just pop up and they're they're hooked
0: for sure. If you haven't seen that interview before, it's pretty cool. It's four minutes. Uh, Robbie over here on my, my feed just reminded me it was James Dobson interview. So if you type uh, in Ted Bundy with, with James Dobson, it's pretty powerful. He actually repented and got his heart right before the Lord before he, he was mm-hmm. executed. It's a crazy story, but, a, um, you know, great insight to a reality that we're seeing today.
1: Exactly. In this In this time that we're living in right now, pornography is—just look up the statistics—
0: Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. like,
1: seriously, a force that needs to be reckoned. Like, dude, it, it's not going anywhere. It's not going it's anywhere. It's increasing. Yeah. yeah. And it's gnarlier than it's ever. The stuff that – if you think that your kids may see, like, may not or may see some pornography, let me tell you something. If you think that your your kid might accidentally come across a topless girl <laughs> – your kid's not going to accidentally come ac- across a topless girl. Your kid's going to come across triple X hardcore right. porn. That's just the way it goes down. Just on social media alone on Instagram and stuff, you could find, you know, fully naked girls. I mean, just on accident. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when they come across that porn, it's not going to be some girl in a bikini. Let right. us not be exactly. fooling ourselves. Right.
0: And I think that's why we need to pray. We need wisdom as, you know, raising our children. You know, as we're talking about all this stuff, I have three young young boys, you know, eight, six, and and two. You know, Melinda has kids. Ryan has uh, little girls as well. And we need wisdom as we raise our children. I, I think one of the most important things is pray for a transparent relationship mm-hmm. with your children exactly. of open communication and, and relationship, right. especially what they're going through. Recognize, like we were saying this, all kids are different. They all have different weaknesses. Right. Uh, you need to pray for the, for the Lord to just have that moment of time with them, so they feel like they can bounce stuff off of you. Right. I think that's the the greatest way um, to help in situations like that. We this.
1: got a comment. It says, uh, "What about the vote for pornogra- pornographic actors uh, to use or not use condoms on set?" And the people voted no. What does that say about the society and deeply rooted? We are in this addiction. Well, Steve from Upland, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that yeah. that was even on the voting, voting back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like voting. And I'm like, we're voting to yeah. see if a porn uh, porn actors are going to wear condoms or not. Exactly. Right.
0: That's crazy.
1: That well, that's what happens when you when you when you had you know the Clinton campaign and the Obama campaign and for you know how many eight years? years? Well, eight plus plus yeah, Clinton exactly as well.
2: But, yeah. So that holds. I mean, I mean, you,
1: you could see exactly what happened the, the digression of 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 society, transgender bathrooms right. and all this crazy stuff, which is just a small, you know, either trans, I don't want to get into the whole yeah, transgender yeah, yeah. and the whole gay community. <laughs> and all. That's such a small group of people. Statistics say it's like, like 5% or less. It less. Is it less? Yes, like three? It, yes, exactly. But it's like, all of a sudden like. But they like, have a big voice. Yeah, they have a huge voice. Yes. You know what's interesting? I, I heard someone say this recently. They said the homosexual community are the biggest, most powerful evangelist. Mm-hmm.
0: Really? Think about
1: it. They are. Uh, yeah. Think about how small of a number they are. Right. 3%. Right. That's true. Think about the impact that they're having. What? What about us Christians?
0: Exactly. We got to get yeah. on
1: that program. Yeah.
0: A lot of that stuff is strategically. Uh, tr- right. Strategically getting in government positions going all the way back into the 60s and 70s that started implementing different laws and, and opening up actually stronger redric- uh, restrictions against c- the Christian faith in a lot of ways. Right. I mean, you're right. I mean, you, using the terminology evangelist, sharing their message—that's definitely what what they're evangelizing. Done sure. I
1: mean, I could I could tell you several stories of people that are evangelist. I was actually driving home the other day, coming down, you know, by that park by my house, mm-hmm. and I'm walking and I see this this it looks like a girl walking with pink hair. I'm like, oh, punk rock kid, you know, like. So I'm driving to go to my house, and I look, and it was a full dude, like it was a dude that looked like a a chick, basically.
3: Mm. He wow. looked
1: like a lady, like that one uh, Aerosmith song. Like, straight up. I was like, dude, this is crazy. But you know, this is what I saw though when I looked at him. I was like, he looked so like uneasy, insecure.
2: Sad? Like just like, he, like, he just
1: he just didn't seem comfortable right. in his skin. So you have this guy that's trying to be a girl. He's being a transgender. But you could tell. I mean, he, he's so uncomfortable in his own skin because
2: it's not normal and i just
1: started thinking about even like you know when you go to starbucks or different Mm -hmm. places coffee houses you know there's a lot you know you'll you'll come across like you know different you know gay guys and stuff and you know the way they act i have gay friends you know but it's funny because some of the gay friends that i have they act normal like like all over those dudes they they just act like normal guys they're gay they're not like hey (laughs) how are you You they're not putting it on like yeah they, they put this whole like you know yeah like you know, I'm gay and here to stay, like yeah. big, big time. You know, exactly. and the whole thing is like, it, that's such an act. You know how hard that is to do and to be, and, and twenty
2: four seven. It's you it,
1: gotta always be on. It's just, uh, it's just very confusing, man. And I, I feel very sad for for that community. But um, we gotta, we gotta evangelize them. We gotta love them
0: there's broken people that, you know? that's what yeah. it is, it is. It is. It people is. are broken like, like you're saying right now Ryan and I think that's why that we're able to do the things that we that's what we do what we do yeah, we, right. we, we come from broken lines broken backgrounds we've seen the power of God and that's what it, what it comes down to um, that's why we do this radio show yep. um, and this radio show has been awesome to be able to stir, You know, talk about some of these topics and things that many people are um, dealing with and relating to and we're going to continue doing this radio show like Ryan said you could always tune in Live at Ryan-Reese.com. You can go through all of our um, archives of the show going back to two years ago. And also the great need that's in the, the high school. You know, the, the high schools all around Ryan and the, the team, the Whosoever's, have been doing the Kill the Noise tours. I would encourage you guys to go to the Um Check out everything, the vision, the Whosoever's, the product that's there. All of those things go right back into the, the movement to be able to do big things.
1: Yeah, it's very simple. If you want to know what the movement is, we're we're basically uh, empowering students one school at a time, from high schools to junior highs. Junior highs just to open up. But let me tell you, what we do is we go in, we give them music, and then we let them know that God created them for a purpose and he loves them, and that's why he died on the cross for their sins. Yeah. And that's it. And then we get them plugged in. To, we get them a Bible. And we get them plugged into the Christian club there, and then the Christian club gets them plugged into the uh, the local church. But that's what we're doing. The whosoever the whosoever movement exists to bring the gospel. We are evangelists. You know, I mean, talking about you know the gay community how mm-hmm. they there's big evangelists. That's right. what we do. We, mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing with our voice because Jesus gave us these commands before He left the earth. Exactly, He said He gave us the great commission, commission. to go out and baptize and, and preach the gospel. From uh, what is it, Jerusalem, and to the ends of the earth, and that's what we're doing right here, and we're, we're here in, in Southern California. But it's cool to see other people getting saved through the movement, through the radio show, and then they're going out and they're spreading the gospel and the word and, and reaching people in their communities. And that's that right there is what you have. That's the movement of the Holy Spirit. Right. That's 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 the uh, the move of God in people's hearts all around us. It's cool because I was at this concert the other day and. It was pitch black. It was at the Staples Center. And it, it was dark. I mean, that's like 20,000 people. And then, you know, they're waiting for the band to go on to Encore. So one person put their their phone up with their light. And then another one put their light up. And it was an older crowd, so they were kind of slow to right. it. You know? <laughs> you know, when you go to like a younger concert, everyone's like, lights are up. Yeah. And I'm like, man, these people, these old people are sure taking a long time to put their <laughs> lights up. But what was cool is God just spoke to me, just gave me an illustration of, of us as how when one person gets saved, that light turns on. Right. And then, and it's a dark world. Then another person gets saved and God's speaking to me as I'm watching this encore going on. And next thing you know, more lights, more lights, more lights. And then next thing you know, the whole place is lit. Right. And then next thing you know, you could see everyone that's in the Staples Center because of all these lights. And I just thought of like, Dude, we got to go out and we got to preach the gospel. It's just one at a time. Yeah. That's why I saw one light going at a time. After time, the whole place lit up. Exactly. And that is the importance. That's why Jesus gave us that great commission.
2: It's not about the masses. It's about that one person. One at a time. You know, it's like what? He didn't care about the, you know, he cared about that one sheep that was lost. He went after that one sheep. You know what I'm saying? And that one sheep is going to be get another sheep and it just goes on down the road. Yep. And that's just how it is.
1: What, it, what was that verse when uh, it says that, you know, if you have a light off, oh, that's the break. That's the break. Bang. Again. Monet, <laughs> how's your hand hanging in there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you guys. We'll see you guys back in two minutes. Yes.
0: More Live with Ryan Reese coming up. Uh, Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de do." Now, back to live with Ryan Reese.
3: Don't say you want, yeah. Loud noises.
1: Wow. It happened. We're live they again. They did. <laughs> did. I know. <laughs> Those breaks go too fast. <laughs> too they fast. do. I want to eat some tacos, some hartata, and then come back, but <laughs> not enough time. All right. We got a question coming in from Ohio. It says I have a homosexual friend, and I am not sure how to handle the situation. Hmm. What do you have to say, Monet? uh, (laughs) The girl's
2: name is Monet.
1: (laughs) Yes, and my niece that's in this room is Monet Monet. as well. So Monet, the, the comment that we got was saying that she has a homosexual friend. How do we handle this?
2: Well, obviously you don't disown them and not be friends with them. Obviously you stay friends with them and you just wait for that opportunity for the Lord to show you how to minister to them.
1: I got a question. Yes. What would Jesus do?
2: Jesus would do what I said.
1: Love. Right? Love them. You just love them. Yeah, you him. don't
2: you don't say, "Oh, you're homosexual. I can't be friends with you. Get out of my face." No way. Because if
1: that happens, that one verse might happen. Cuz when you point your fingers at people, right? Yeah, three fingers pointing back. You know that one verse that says, "How do you tell your friend to get that uh splinter out of your eye right. when, you, when have you have a log in your own right. eye?" Exactly. Because when you're judging someone else for something that's going on in their life, you got some issues too. Yeah. yeah,
2: we all have issues. We all do.
1: We all do. For sure. Not, now I'm not ta- telling you, Monet. I'm saying, yeah. um, in general, in general. To <laughs> everyone that's listening, the perv- yeah.
2: proverbial you. We all have issues. To myself,
1: yes, it's hard to point fingers because I got issues myself. Exactly. And sin, according to the Bible, is uh, if you're a liar, you're a murderer. You're you know homosexual. Um, if you steal, a drunkard. If you drink, <laughs> you are drunkard getting drunk. It's all the same. It is. so, and I, I, All sin is equal. And
0: I think one of the ways, this is how dealing with people, dealing with situations, even when you're dealing with people that you care for and you love, mm-hmm. and maybe you bump hands a little bit, you have to ask the Lord, Lord, let me see them as you see them. Right. You know, I, I want to see them through the eyes of Jesus. I want to be moved with compassion. I, I want to show grace. I want to show mercy. Um, I want to be understanding and, you know, pray for them and for God to open up that door of communication. Right.
1: No, I just think... (laughs) I was just thinking of, like, uh, last night when I was talking to my wife, Crystal. (laughs) I was like, take this lightly, beautiful." I'm like, I love you, but just sometimes... (laughs) (laughs) We were were both laughing. She's like, Ryan, I love you so much. I just want to kill you. (laughs) No, but, like... (coughs) <coughs> in a serious note, like when you're dealing with people, you know, yeah. you got to say that, you know, like, Hey man, you just got to think like how you, God has to give you that love for people. Cause sometimes, you know, p- your friends, your family, you know, people can drive you crazy. Right. Jesus says something them.
0: very simple that everybody, that everybody knows, even if you're not really walking with the Lord, it says, do unto others as you want done unto yourself. How do you exactly. want to be treated? Yeah. You yeah. want to be thrown in French street all the time? You want all your dirty laundry to be thrown all through social mm-hmm. media? Probably not. Um, Do you want somebody to be all critical about you and your lifestyle? you want somebody to care for you and show concern for you? I would say it's probably that. I want to read this question really quick. Where's that from? Is that from
1: Facebook?
0: Uh, This one's from, yeah, my Facebook. And it's from Ohio as well. And it's from a, a Dion. It says, I have a question. My cousin David grew up in the faith. He was a strong Christian when we were in high school. But his parents both passed away. And he's upset at God, and he's distant, and any time I bring up Jesus or God, he says it's all man-made religion to control the masses, etc. How can I approach him in conversation without him uh, hanging up on me? Thanks in advance. Mm. You know, this is, that's a serious question. Maybe there's someone out there that might be on both sides of this. Right. You know, maybe you feel that way as his friend does, where something happened in your life that you can't make sense of, and now you feel bitter. You, you have resentment towards it, you know? Um, the reality of it is, we do all, all die, you know? There will be a day appointed for all men to die. But see, that's why Christ came to die for us. He came to die in our place that we shall live. Um, I think that the, the most important thing to do, Dion, is continue to pray for him. Understand that this is a battle that he is facing, uh, that he's fighting with God and we don't we we always lose when we're fighting against the lord but i would say that it will take time but understand that god is able to overcome him in these situations i think that knowing the character of God is probably the greatest ways that you can explain to somebody how things happen. Because what Satan wants to do is he wants to distort the character of God. He always has from the garden of Eden all the way through trying to make God seem like he is an evil God. People always try to bring up these particular scriptures. say, well, why did God do this in the old Testament? Why did God do this in the old Testament? As I look through the old Testament and the new, I see a, a Lord that is graceful, that is merciful to all of us, and the situation that even this young man has faced, God was not trying to destroy his life either. God can shower him with His love and His grace and His mercy. Um, but those are tough things. That that's a fork in the road where you can go to the left or to right. the right. I would say this was right with for Ryan. I would bring him uh, into this because Ryan shared a lot of in his, his testimony before when he was with a with a girl that um, that he was down for that he loved. And when um, she got an abortion behind his back, it broke him. And same thing. Ryan was like, well, I was going to commit my life to you, Lord, but now this and forget it. And he went out and he partied in the world. Two abortions. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, and that's, you know, you're fighting. Right. And it's an internal battle that uh, that we go through.
2: But I think, you know, for the situation, I mean, I don't know how many times Dion has talked to, you know, him, But I would just say, you know, every time you talk to him, it's not necessarily, you know, you don't have to bring up the Lord every single time you talk to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to just be there for him in whatever capacity that is. And the Lord's going to open the door when he's ready to hear it because he already knows it. You know what I'm True. saying? So it's a battle between, like you said, between him and the Lord. And we we as Christians the be- need to be there so that when they go to that, when they finally get to the end of that battle, they know who to come to. Yeah.
1: He you know knows what, what you stand for. Exactly. So love him until he asks you those questions. Right. And not while you love loving him, like Melinda said, just pray. Dude, yes. fast for him. Fasting works. It does. It breaks strongholds. There's strongholds yeah. connected to that, dude. The enemy wants to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Fast. That God will break those strongholds and that will he will open his eyes and his ears right. to the gospel and soften his heart. Exactly. People, you know, we we, we mistake or we we take lightly the fasting and praying and all that I stuff. Know. That's that's where we war. We right. war in the spirit. It's a spiritual battle. It's for his soul. <laughs> yeah. Pray and fast for him. So we're going to go ahead and take this Let's give out the number yep. before we uh
0: If take you next are call. tuning in right now, you want to uh, call in with a question. You can call in at triple eight five six four six one seven three. Again, triple eight five six four. Six one seven three,
1: and I know that my Facebook is live, and your Facebook's live. So if you guys have any questions on Facebook, my Instagram is live—the one you made me get. Oh yeah, and Melinda's (laughs) Reese's Instagram is live. Post your questions or comments, and we will take them live on the air. Let's go ahead and grab this call, Steve from New York. What's up, Steve? How you doing tonight? This is live with Ryan Reese. Hello.
3: Hey, what's up, man?
1: You're you're live. What's up?
3: Oh, what's up, guys? You hear me? All right. Um, I just got a quick question. Like, I was saved about 10 years ago, and, you know, I've been walking with God and really dedicated my life and for the past six years. I stopped watching pornography, I haven't gotten with a girl in, like, 10 years, and, like, really tried to dedicate my life to God. And um, I'm about to be 30 now. You know, I'm getting older, and I just feel like I, God hasn't blessed me with that girl that, like, I've been looking for. Yep. And... So I've been kind of like slipping up and falling back into porn now and like it's just been frustrating because I felt like I've been trying to hope in God all these years and like He just hasn't blessed me. And I know part of it is because of my mind too and how I've been trained from watching porn when I was younger and like girls that I have been with in the past. Like now when I see girls, I kind of just like undress them with my eyes even. I'm like, ah, you don't match up to what I had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know if you guys had any encouragement or any just any if you deal with any of that
1: uh yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well first of all, congratulations that is amazing that you're taking God serious and that you haven't watched porn I mean just the fact that you've accomplished that that is amazing you have you i mean that is that that is a big deal you know and you you haven't uh you've been watched porn you haven't been sleep with any girls and you're just waiting on God. I did the same exact thing. I gave my life to God. I was in that probably the same situation you were. I gave my life to God, and after, I think I didn't date any girls until I met my wife. There was a couple girls I at was the church. Say, whoa, whoa! No, I didn't date. <laughs> okay, dating <laughs> is dating. Like, I'm ha- <laughs> like if I'm out in a group settings, chilling, but not like dating, giving her a kiss, holding hands, or you know.
2: Beep.
1: Nothing like that's dating. All (laughs) right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here. Sorry, Steve. I'm explaining this to the people in my studio. They're they're looking at me sideways over here. So, but basically what happened is I waited for seven years and God literally brought the girl to me right in front of me. But I had to withstand from pornography and dating, like hooking up with chicks. And I just waited. And dude, that was brutal. I, I, I know what you're going through. Uh, yeah. Dude, there's tons of guys that are going through the same thing, but a lot of guys are still watching porn and all caught up in all this uh, this garbage. At least you have been set apart. You're 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 staying. You're standing your ground, and you're waiting for God to bring you that girl. He will bring that girl. But all I do know is that He's working. When when God brought m- my wife to me. What I didn't know at the time, I'm sitting over here feeling like stupid, like, man, I've given my life to you, God. I'm not hooking up with chicks. I'm not watching porn. Like, what's up? You know, you feel like you're hanging. What I didn't know is that God on the other side was working on my wife. He was taking her out of a bad relationship, removing her out of her job. She was in New York City. He was doing all these things in her life to remove her, to bring her over to me on the West Coast yeah so if that like your wife who knows dude your wife might be in australia right now you know <laughs> you what i mean i yeah,
3: hope so that's cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> she might be throwing another shrimp on the barbie i exactly. mean i don't know <laughs> but she no, she no
3: but you understand yeah. how like it just gets like Let's, frustrating you no know what I mean? totally like, totally
1: I, no t- yeah. i'm not you know, trying i'm not trying to lighten it up steve listen dude yeah. it is extremely frustrating I mean, I remember just being so mad at God, yelling at him, probably even dropping a couple cuss words, just so angry and pissed at the fact that I was in the place I was at, doing everything right, but then yet, where was this girl? And I was actually
0: 30... When did I get married? Well, I remember you used to call me and complain about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, dude, I, I, would call, I, would, I would call Sean and be like, dude, Sean,
1: this whole Christian thing sucks. Because when I was in the world, I had girls... And I wasn't, I'm not a guy probably like you. Not, I'm not meant to be alone. Like, I like having a female with me. Um yeah. And I was very frustrated, man. I was very angry. But I remember I, I would take that frustration and anger to God and just be like, dude, what is going on? And uh, uh, yeah. I, I just mean, stuck.
3: Honestly, for me, like, there's been so many girls that I've turned down. Like, Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm trying to live this for you, guy. Like, man, I just can't seem to, like. I don't
1: know. find the one. Well, okay, well, hey, um, wait. Because there's something I just remembered. You look at these girls from girls in the past, and they don't they add are. up. Because, I mean, I don't know if you're, like, adding up to porn stars or, or – I mean, there was girls I used to hook up with back in the day, and that, those girls are nothing compared to, like, what I married. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you know what I'm exactly. saying? And, you, like, and you're probably you better off not like marrying those images, girls anyway. Huh? <laughs> how do you overcome,
3: like, the images, like, in your mind, though, like – some girls that I have been with, like sometimes I meet a girl that's like a Christian godly like, girl. I'm like, nah, you don't match up to what well, I used you to You need to wash your mind you, with you know? the word. This
1: is what you want. Exactly. You mm-hmm. want, I mean, read the Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. You want a girl that is a Jesus girl. You, This is the yeah. kind of girl you want. You want a girl that is so focused on Jesus that you're number two. You want a girl that yeah. is down with Jesus And so, cause that girl that's down with Jesus is going to be the, the wife that you've, that you've wanted. She's not going to cheat on you. She's going to, she's going to be there for your kids. She's going to be reading the Bible to your kids. She's going to, because if she's filled with the Holy spirit, that's the girl that you want. And dude, do you think God's going to bring you some like chick that you would never date in your life? Like, you know, you're like, man, you know, and I'm not trying to judge girls or anything like that, but God's not going to bring you a girl that you're not attracted to.
2: Let's put it this way: The Lord knows the desires of your heart, and He's going to give you the desires of your heart, so you don't have to worry about like all the girls that you see or the girls that you meet, and you're like, "Oh, I don't know about her." Because when the Lord brings you that girl, you're not going to think that. You're going to be like, "Wow, Lord, I can't believe you brought me this person because this is exactly what I wanted. This is the this is my heart." And so you just have to be patient. And I know. It's hard. I mean, I'm a girl and we go through different things and we're not so sexually we don't have that sexual appetite as guys do. But I mean, seriously, I mean, when Satan tries to come in and uh, put those images back in your mind, you need to fight them with the with the word and prayer and fasting. Because if you give Satan just an ounce or just a little bit into your mind, he's going to take it over before you even know it. So the minute those thoughts pop into your head, you need to be like. No way. I know this is Satan and I know he's trying to get me to mess up and I'm not going to allow it. And then you get into the word and then you start praying and then the Lord's going to take over your mind and Satan is going to flee.
1: They, there's, I don't find there's – I don't think there's any problems. I mean churches even have these places where you could go where they have the singles they have the singles ministries and, you know. Yeah. They, no,
3: I mean I've been doing that, guys. I, I mean, you know, it's just like – Just to meet and hang out. For,
1: yeah.
3: I've been doing it for like nine years now.
1: You okay. Know gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you.
3: So it's just, you know, I just feel like sometimes I'm like, I don't know that story in the Bible where Jesus says, like, the guy cleans up his life and the demon leaves and goes roams around, but then he comes back with, like, a legion or something and tries to overtake you more powerful than... Well,
1: you more, have you, you know. have Christ in you, you, you have the Holy Spirit in you, so you don't have to worry about no demon possession or anything like that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a child of, of, of God, so you don't have to worry about that. But, yeah, will the enemy come in and try and tempt you? Heck, yeah, he will. You know, yeah. I'm married. And I teach the Bible and I still get porn thoughts, you know, and I'm like, where is that coming from? You know? And he, so, yeah. It, so it's, it's a war. It's a war that we fight, but God will bring, he will bring that girl, dude. You got You just got to just do me a favor, man. Just keep going for it. this dude. This could be a test. Yes. This could be a yeah. test that God's going to go. All right, Steve, I got, I got your wife ready to roll. But now I'm going to put you to the test to see what what you're going to do right here. Are you going to buckle at this point or are you going to hunker down and do it?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know?
2: And you have to remember it's in God's timing. You wouldn't want a wife to come any faster or any sooner than God's perfect timing. And so obviously his timing's not yet, but hold on because it's that right timing.
1: This question is big, Steve. I'm glad you called in because there's thousands of people that are listening that are exactly in this situation.
3: Yeah, thanks, man. I've been following you guys since, I don't know, 08, whenever you
1: started. So. Dang, you're OG. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. OG, 09. Yep. Right on, Steve. Yeah. Love you, man. What, what part of New York uh, do you live in? What'd you say? What part of New York do you live in?
3: I'm in Long Island. Long Island. Oh, okay. Long Island. Right
1: on, right on.
3: Right by the city.
1: That's sick, man. Well, right on, man. Love you, dude. Thanks for, uh, gosh, thanks for just being a part of the movement forever, man. You're the OG yeah, in the thanks movement. Thanks
3: for taking my call. Thanks for talking with me,
1: guys. I right. appreciate
0: it. All right, man. Take care.
1: Dude, that's that's pretty cool, man. He's been around a long time.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people are, are dealing with that same thing that, that he was talking about right now. But I think you guys answered it well. And I think towards the end, Melinda, you were saying... um a lot of times, it's God's preparing you. You don't mm-hmm. want to want that person coming any quicker. Right. I believe that's totally what it is. God is preparing him. And right, you said the same thing. Sometimes it might be a test. He's preparing okay. you. Because if you don't conquer some of these things now, then you put yourself in a marriage. You know, like there's still warfare that you're facing. You know, either way, whether going to be there. Other girls are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Always,
2: even when you're married. Go to the gym. There's going to be girls at the
0: gym. (laughs) Yep. And you're going to be married, and this
1: chick for some reason is going to want to have sex with you. Exactly. And you're a dog face. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's what happens.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yep. All right, so we got this one comment from Hammett, from Dean and Hammett. It says, "Ben." waiting for the uh, been waiting for the right woman my whole life i was married to the wrong woman and i and, I'm, and i, what? I, know I know it's and what i know it's frustrating but i'm still waiting so it sounds like he was married he got divorced
2: and, and now he's waiting. waiting again
1: well i was married and divorced my wife was married and divorced and god restores and he brings people together so uh dean it happened to me and my wife that's two out of two it'll happen it could happen to you easy Exactly. just keep uh, waiting on the Lord Yep. we were not Christians either when we got divorced by the way yeah
0: yeah and you know I, you know we're commenting to that now you do it right you know exactly. Paul talks about this in first Corinthians chapter 7 when when that person departs you know let them depart but if you get married again you make sure that you get married in the Lord don't make the same mistake twice right don't have your lives going two different directions and then your marriage will eventually crumble when it's not founded upon I'm stoked the Lord. that Steve
1: has been turning down girls and waiting. Oh, exactly. yeah. Because you get in the wrong situation, you end up divorced. Yep. For sure. So you just don't jump into it. I mean, yeah, I don't even want to get into the whole situation, but yep. we got these other calls coming in, but they're like, they got to start typing faster. <laughs> do, you could, do, do you have anything else we can read?
2: Yes. Uh, good. I have this one. Go for it. It says, Ryan, I hope you see this as I have a question for you. I am a newish believer and I'm still learning how to worship God. I've watched a few of your videos. On YouTube, and I have seen a lot of people commenting saying you are a false follower, and are using demonic type of artwork in your clothing, etc. On the whosoever's, I've seen people say that the imagery used isn't of God or Jesus. I'm just curious what you would say to those people and d- the ones that discredit you.
1: Um, Donald Trump, and <laughs> I quote, <laughs> "Fake news." Right. End <laughs> <of> quote. <laughs> well. Let's see. There's well just like CNN makes up fake news. You know, mm-hmm. you have people that are on the internet. First of all, who are these people? Right. Who what are these is, people?
2: Why why do they feel like they have the authority to say that you are not <laughs> true?
1: Who and who are these people yeah. and where are they from and where I've seen some stuff and I'm like, where do they even get this stuff? Exactly. I've never even seen this artwork before. And they say that we align ourselves with certain people. Right. I don't even really know half these people that they're saying this is all old fake news. I say it's right. fake news. Um, I've been uh, teaching the Bible, do, having a Bible study out here in Orange County in L.A. for three years. I'm part of the Calvary Chapel movement. Um, I have senior pastors that oversee me. I have like the Knights of the Round Table that oversee me <laughs> to make sure I don't get out of line because I don't trust myself. Um, we've been on the radio for two years. And... Uh, So am I a false follower? Uh, I don't think so. I wouldn't be on the radio. And by the way, we're on uh, 38 stations from Hawaii to New York. And uh, if I was a false follower, I would not be here. And the moment I do cross those lines, I will not be here. Right. Right. (laughs) You'll get
2: spanked. (laughs) <laughs> I will get just slapped.
1: Just the taste slapped right out of my mouth. Exactly. And I actually told Sean. Sean is one of my main accountability partners. So if I get out of line, I have him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So if he doesn't tell me, it's going to be live with Sean McKeon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, just like you said, you know, so many things could get, get misconstrued. But at the end of the day, dude, I know for Ryan, he's been a broken man that got totally changed and transformed by the Lord. Now we just do ministry. Everything is out of genuine heart. We're just meant raising our children in the Lord. You know, trying to be the husbands that the Lord has called us to be, and just living out our call. As simple as that. And if people have an issue or problem with that, well, you know, I, I think this is where we've been calling to, for sure. Don't get caught up
1: in the fake news. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Thanks. so question. What advice would you offer for people who are trying to balance their Christian life with music?
0: It depends what the context is. If yeah. they're trying to make it in the music industry, is it the, the balance of christian music and secular music i don't i don't yeah. know what the question is. you need
1: more info on Well, that we question. only have a couple minutes
0: so we're gonna have to get back to that question yes. next week that is from Monet
1: again from ohio we're gonna have to take that call next let,
0: next me, week let me uh, read this one this is from a friend that i've known forever um matt, Mer- matt moran he says i just received an incredible job offer that would take me back to hawaii how do i come to a life-changing decision knowing my family dynamics and taking my feelings out of it and let God guide me. This this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, making big decisions for your life, greatest way. Does God's word back it up? Do you have peace? And if there mm-hmm. is there a door open, right? You know. Is our door open? Look at the situation. Is our door opening? Meaning, things are falling into place. It's giving you opportunity to move, and things are just falling into place. You're not striving. This can go from all areas of life. It could be in a relationship. It can be in everything. And then, do you have peace? Because if you don't have peace, don't go. Exactly. Um, And if the door is open, I mean, walk through. I think that's a good break. I want to
1: add to this because we just went through a situation with me and my wife. So my wife, we. We're raising triplets. We're all hands on deck doing our thing. She gets a phone call a couple of days ago, about a week ago. Hey, one of her friends is leaving a job and there's this door open to take a job, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm not looking for a job but she's like, "Eh, I'm going to go just do the interview and check it out just just to see. Just so for the rest of her life she can go, did I miss something? Right, right. She goes, it's a dream job. High salary. (laughs) It's like, of course, it's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, amazing so we come home she tells me she's like it's the perfect job and i'm like wow that sounds insane and then i'm like i don't know i just don't have peace Mm -hmm. and sometimes my point is sometimes satan she didn't have peace after sleeping on it right Right. she ended up getting the job by the way she got the job she went back for the interview got the job and sometimes satan puts the shiny object in front of you because if he could get my wife away from raising the triplets Now, what, the kids are being raised in daycare and, like, you know, a year old. That's, like, the most crucial time in development for the kids at these younger years. So sometimes it could be of God. Sometimes Satan could come in and give you the dream job or whatever you want, but to pull you away from your family or or your wife or your husband and divide the family. Right.
0: It's something that can, you know, look to be good for a moment. But. You need to make sure you have the peace peace. of God. Real quick, and I know we're about to run out of time, but I always hear your dad tell the story back in the day with these opportunities of opening up more kung fu studios and everything earlier in his ministry, an opportunity he would have been able to do all this stuff, somebody that was going to back it financially and everything. He didn't do it, and look what God did. It was leading him to a ministry that we're all all a part of as well. We love you guys.
1: We will talk to you guys next week. GoTheWhosovers.com.
0: Love you. Peace. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, scripture meditation podcast. And each week I guide you through a scripture giving you space to listen to the spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.